Chatua Enthusiasts Club podcast. This week, our preview of all the events that you can get involved with. JECpodcast.com Well, on this episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast, we've talked about track sport. We've talked about the fantastic European tours you can expect from the club this coming summer. But now we're previewing the events that you can enjoy through the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. And I've assembled the full team. Uh, it's rare that this happens, usually only at Christmas. But on the line, we have Richard West. Hi, Richard. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Good, thanks. We've got James in the office in Bristol. Hi, Wayne. How are you doing? All good. And I, I almost dare not introduce him, but he has shown the dedication he normally does, and he's joined us all the way from his holidays in Spain. I don't know how this is going to go, but welcome, Andy. Gracias, amigo Scott. Goodness it's going to be one of those, Wayne. Yeah, I feel like I'm in only fools and horses here. Uh, <laughs> Andy Weber, of course, events manager for the JEC. Andy, it's been very busy getting together this year's programme of events. So busy, in fact, that you've had to go and have a week in Spain to recover from it all. Tell us what you can see just at the moment. Hola, Senor Scott. Uh, greetings from Spain. Probably best I don't comment on what I can see at the moment. It's not uh, family friendly. So I'll just go straight on into the events if you want me to. <laughs> I do feel like a Eurovision presenter here at the minute. There's a terrible delay on the line, and uh, the person on the other end of it is not making any sense. But stick with us, dear listener. This could be fun. Uh, we'll start, though, with an awful lot of fun at Harewood Hill Climb, the next event in the calendar. And this is part of the track sport sequence of events. Just as a reminder, uh, Richard, uh, track sport already had one event at Mallory Park. That was the first week of April. Um, obviously, the race team are doing fantastic things in the Classic Touring Car Championship as well, within the Jaguar races there. Of course, uh, Tom uh, from Swallows Racing and his brother Jack as well as all of their drivers that they look after doing some great things on track. But track sport is a way of us enjoying motorsport as well, isn't it? And by us, I mean normal folk. It is indeed. And in fact, uh, as we talked about at great length, um, I think the week before last, we talked about track sport and how you could join in on things such as Mallory Park or Castle Coombe. But hill climb at Harewood Hill is a completely different thing altogether because, as you know, because you, you're a great fan of hill climbs and sprints, you're not actually out there with 20 other people or 30 other people. It's just you. And as you described it recently, you in the hill in your car. And you get this fantastic opportunity to drive the longest hill climb in the country. It's a great opportunity to come out and have a social event. Hopefully, if the weather is kind, it's in a beautiful part of the world. And it's just yet another angle of what track sport is designed to do. And that is effectively to enable whatever your capability, whatever your model and age of car, come out and just drive up the hill and enjoy it. Have a run and see what you make of it. There'll be lots of experienced people on hand to guide you through and give you advice. And we'll all be there to have a good chat with you. It is a very social day and one not to be missed. Absolutely. And Harewood is a fantastic venue. We've chosen it because we like to choose venues that are not only enjoyable for those who have the pleasure of driving them, but also those who perhaps are in the passenger seat and might not be doing some of the driving throughout the day. And also those of you who want to just come along and spectate. And Harewood for spectators is absolutely fantastic. There's virtually no part of the course apart from the very last corner that you can't see from the chairs and the seating that are all laid out 
on the hill at the edge of the paddock. And how it's laid out at Harewood is that they've got this fantastic paddock that uh, is sat on the plateau of a hill, if you like. And as you enter the front gate, you'll drive along this long track and you'll arrive in the paddock. And unbeknownst to you, you're actually right on the edge of the Valley of Wharfdale. In Yorkshire, they call their valleys dales. Just go with it. And as you walk, walk to the edge of the paddock there, you'll look across where the track is, and it's all laid out down below you. I always think it reminds me of, you know, when you're a kid and you have one of those play mats with the road all laid out in front of you and you can put your toy cars on it? That's how Harewood Hill Climb looks from the top of the paddock. You can sit there, you can have a picnic, you can see the whole course, and the view is absolutely stunning. You can look right the way down Wharfdale, you can see how towards the Otley Shevin in the distance and the Yorkshire Dales beyond. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And if you're not interested perhaps in the hill climbing and sprinting that's going on throughout the day, Harewood House is just over the road and they've got wonderful gardens. There's a beautiful stately home there. Used to be, of course, the location for the Jaguar Enthusiast Club Northern Day for those who've been in the club long enough to remember them. And it really is a superb venue. For the drivers, it's even better. It's one of the very few hill climb courses in the UK that goes downhill as well as uphill. And that's how you start. And you'll make your way downhill towards the start line where you'll warm your tyres up on the warming bed. You'll get to the start line, you'll get flagged off with some words of encouragement from our volunteer marshals and you'll head down a long straight towards a very sharp 90 right you go around that 90 right you won't have too much trouble but then the downhill bit starts and it takes you downhill unsettling the balance of the car and you have to get the car positioning very very right for the hairpin at the bottom basically the top trick that was taught to me by jim johnson who used to hold the course record there was to go in on the right hand side which goes against every normal feeling and gut reaction that you'd have as a driver going towards a corner like that keep it to the right get all your braking done then bring the car out to the left and clip the apex try it when you come and join us you wiggle your way through then you start making your way uphill it's a right hander followed by another left and then into the section that climbs you up towards the farmyard yes at Harewood hill climb you actually do go through a farmyard right through the middle before a long sweeping left takes you up to the final corner a small straight then a final corner with a flick right and there's some fantastic methods of getting around that top corner in order to get the fastest time so there you are some top tips for driving Harewood hill climb and if you want to get booked on it's really easy as well all you have to do is go to jc.org.uk forward slash events and you'll see it on the events list there it's happening on the 26th of june and it's up near harrogate in yorkshire just to place it in the country in your minds and harewood hill climb is ours for the full day and uh, james you and i actually discussed this quite a lot about how to sort of make this as part of the track sport program that was affordable and we've managed to do that because not only do you get the whole hill climb to yourself when you're doing a run so there's no other cars on there with you it's not time there's no pressure it's just you and the hill and your car and learning as you go along and we wanted people to be able to sort of get hooked but then also if they wanted to do more through the day keep topping up the number of climbs that they could have and and that's how the pricing structured isn't it 
It is, yeah. I mean, forty pounds for five runs up that hill, I think, is is very good value, and it's it's also, um, you know, we, we talk on tracks talk about getting people into to driving and using their cars in safe environments, and we recently had an excellent day at Mallory Park with lots and lots of no- novices there um, on hand and learning from our arts instructors, etc. Track uh, the hill climb is another way of of doing that, but as you've mentioned, there's nobody else on the hill with you, so you can take it as slow or as quick as you like in extremely safe circumstances and um, and just enjoy enjoy getting to know your car and how it behaves on the hill and, and those kind of things. And, yeah, then top it up as the day goes. We usually charge it for around about £10 a ticket on the day to, to, for a couple more runs up the hill or, or run on the – it depends how sort of bookings go or an extra run for £10 in a safe, easy-to-enjoy environment. Whilst while you sort of take your uh, time between the runs, you've also got those views you mentioned as well, which are stunning. It is a lovely place, and you'll not get this kind of an adrenaline hit for any less money. You really won't. Uh, 40 quid is the tickets, and it gets you five runs, and once you've done your five runs, you can just keep topping them up as you go through the day. And I don't think I've ever been to Harewood Hill Climb on a day like this and seen anyone just take their five runs on their initially booked ticket and then go home again. Once you get the taste for this and you think, oh, I could take that corner a little bit quicker, or oh, I was a bit too late on the brakes there, or a bit too early there, you start to get the feel for it and you start to want to uh, top up your number of tickets. And uh, that's how it goes throughout the day. You're going to have a great time. But what do you need to do to the car? Well, nothing, basically. Your car, as it is, roadworthy, is perfectly fine for Harewood Hill Climb. You don't even need a helmet. In fact, helmets are discouraged because that allows us to run under an open permit for using the hill climb on private land. It's all complicated, motorsporty rulesy stuff but uh, no helmets required all you have to do is to make sure your windows are closed uh, open top cars must have no skin showing basically so that's long sleeve tops and trousers that kind of stuff you can't do it in shorts and t-shirt no helmets and you can take passengers if you like and there's a ticket for passengers that you can book alongside those hill climb runs as well it's as simple as that i make it sound simple that's because it is it's just really simple cheap fun and a way of exploring what your jaguar can do without worrying that around the next bend there's a tractor that's just pulling out of a gateway or someone's coming the other way you really do get to feel your car and understand how it behaves and to use some of that performance properly it's a great great day out and andy you're still recovering from the time i took you up howard hill climb aren't you I am indeed. And I'm never getting in the car with you again, Wayne. <laughs> I want to serve your pace notes, Wayne. I was listening very carefully to that earlier, and that reminded me of my rallying days. A set of those would be very useful, and then if any of I am slow, I could blame you for not reading the road back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as you can tell, I have driven Harewood Hill Climb quite a number of times over the years. It's one of my favourite venues, actually, and in fact, it's the longest hill climb course of its kind in the UK, so you get everything thrown in there. Also, sorts of different technical bends open stretches straights it's all there and it's the longest time on the hill you'll have at any venue here in the uk it really is pretty special get yourself booked on jc.org.uk forward slash events come and join us the night before there's loads of places to stay around there loads of open countryside to explore 
on the day before as well why not take your jag out for a run up to tan hill inn yorkshire moors or something like that go and explore harrogate betty's tea rooms it's all there for you some of those things we'll be able to see a little bit later on in august but i'll get to that in a moment because we'll be talking about the summer jaguar festival of course coming up on the 14th of august but andy before then we're off to Bista Heritage on the 30th of July to make dreams come true. Explain. Well, yes, Wayne, we are indeed. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, one of the things that, that I always wanted to do growing up was to drive Jaguars. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. And so when I bought one and stumped up for uh, all the insurance money to be able to drive one. Um, and with this in mind, I very much wanted to give our young enthusiasts the chance to get behind the wheel of a Jaguar um, and not race the Jaguar, just drive the Jaguar. And uh, luckily, we've been able to book the track at Bista, um, get a few cars involved, which I'll come on to in a second, and have a few instructors there as well. So we're giving our young enthusiasts, those people between 18 and 35, the opportunity to come and drive some really great cars. So we've got under the um, the umbrella of Swallows, who are a sponsor of the event, they're bringing an XKR. Um, we've got the Club XF Sport Brake. We also have an XKR SGT, one of 10 in the UK, thanks to a very generous member. We've got an E-Type um, from Hero, who are also a sponsor of the, the event. And uh, we've also got um, a couple of XKs, an XK140 and XK150. So we've got some great cars there. And to be honest, the, the list is growing as we speak, actually, with the number of cars that are going to be there. Um, and we've also got uh, another sponsor. We've got Bourne's uh, Specialist Classic Appraisals uh, on board as well. Um, so it's these sponsors, uh, Swallows, Hero and Bournes, that allow us to put on this, uh, this event for our young enthusiasts. And it's now live, ready to book online for the 30th of uh, July. The spaces are limited. We've only got 32 uh, spaces in total um, for the day. And it's, it's now live and ready to book. Only £95 per session. Uh, which includes um, either your breakfast or your lunch. So I'm really excited about it, to be honest, Wayne. An XK150 at the age of 18? Come on, that's dreams, isn't it? Well, it would be for me. That's going to be an exciting opportunity. That was my vision, Wayne, when I put this together. That was exactly what I wanted to do. And I have to admit, I've been bowled over, not by the, not just by the support of our sponsors, but by the, the, the members who have got these cars, who have said, no problem, I'll bring a car along and I'll let so-and-so drive it. I'll just stay in the passenger seat and sort of give them some guidance. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, and hats off, you know, to people like Andrew Maynard and Jeff Johnson, absolutely fantastic members. And also, this is a great opportunity. If you're listening to this and you've got younger members of your family, perhaps grandchildren or children that fall into this age range and who do want to have a go at Jaguars, perhaps they're massive fans, but haven't had the opportunity yet, Get them on as a family member with the club or a membership in their own right and get them booked on and down there because that's all it takes. There's nothing really, apart from having a driving licence, that you need to get behind the wheel of these Jaguars. There's no barriers up. So if you want to come and have a go at this, if you want to nominate someone from your family, just make sure they're a member, get them signed up, get onto jc.org.uk forward slash events. You'll find the listing there for it and get booked on. But as Andy says, there's only 32 places so don't wait around because it might just be an opportunity missed and dreams that could have come true won't and when you think about it 
I mean, you know, Richard, how much experienced driving days cost these days uh, to sit next to someone in a generic supercar and go around the track and you'll get maybe one, two laps, won't you? But here you get a whole yeah. half day to experience Jags. This is amazing. You do, and it's a great little circuit that we've got laid out at the Vista Heritage site where we held the summer festival last year when we had that, you know, that moving area where people were able to passenger again in a range of cars that were quite legendary. And I'm just sitting here now thinking, my God, you know, when, <laughs> like you when I was 18, which is a very long time ago, you just didn't get opportunities like this. And today, if you want to do that type of thing, as you rightfully say, you've really got to put the you know the plastic or the checkbook down and spend a great deal of money. But uh, it's a great opportunity, as uh, Andy has already said. There's some great vehicles there. For my sins, I'm going to be doing a bit of instructing as well. So you may have to, if you decide to come and sit with me for a session, one of you ever is listening to this online, that you get your chance to ask some questions about motorsport history or even the JEC, of course. Or worse still, you can just listen to me drone on making sure you're safe. Mr. Heritage, but it is a great, great opportunity, and I, it's something I really compliment Andy on because within the events committee, we're always looking for new ideas, and it goes back to James James Blackwell's comments last year when uh, he was talking to Ray at the Lake Race Hill one day, when we all agreed with Ray and James pushing it that we had to continually look for more inclusive offerings for our membership, and it don't get much more inclusive than this. So if you're a young person, you want to come and drive a Jaguar. Do not miss the 30th of July at Vista Heritage. It's a day that you will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. I promise you that. I can just imagine what it would have been like when you were 18, Richard, with the brand new Jaguars of the day. Mind you, they weren't called Jaguars then, were they? They were like Austin Swallows and stuff. And- <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that long ago, actually. No, 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 it wasn't quite that long ago. But I must admit, the ch- the chances of letting a young West out in a Jaguar, who I think by then had had more accidents and rallying in road cars than most people have in a lifetime. I don't think many people would have given me the opportunity, but there we are. <laughs> well, it was a cruel and cheap shot on my behalf, but... Uh- no, well- well, well taken, Wayne. Don't worry. It'll come back. It'll come back to bite you at some stage. Don't that's, worry. That, that's gone in the black book for later, that one has. <laughs> exactly. Uh, James, there is a higher purpose to all of this, of course, isn't there? Because within the club, we have put significant efforts into encouraging younger members, younger owners to get involved with the club, but also to experience these cars and to change, I guess, the offering of what the club can can give someone who is of those younger years, trying to find their way into Jaguar ownership. It's it's important for the future, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, and um, I think, uh, yeah, thanks for the, for the credit just before, Richard, in terms of the conversation we had late last year about sort of how we, you know, it, it's a really important role. We must get people out of all ages using their cars more and more. Um, with, with so much pressure being put on, you know, people not owning cars or using the price of petrol, and it seems sort of counterintuitive. But you know, we are we are a car club. We do want people to get out there. We need to be able to give people as many opportunities as possible to get out there and use their cars in in a, in a safe environment or get the opportunity to do things that they wouldn't get elsewhere. You know, we're not. We all sit here and we're all talking about the fact that you know when we were eighteen, none of us had these opportunities to try and get into behind the, the wheel of a Jag. You know, my dad would love that for me. He, he's the big Jag fan that's driven my love of, of the mark. And um, it was never there for me. I didn't have that opportunity. And we keep meeting these younger members. We know they're out there. We know they're desperately trying to get into uh, Jaguar ownership or 
they're in Jaguar ownership and they just they need the help to keep their cars on the road or make the most of that opportunity. And, that, and this is another really good example of how we can try and spread the word of what the Jaguar brand really is, which is a really exciting brand. Sporting saloons, sporting coupes, you know, these are cars that are meant to be driven and enjoyed. And, you know, £95 for this kind of opportunity, when you look at some of the equivalents that are out there, what you can do on either the Porsche Drive It Days or or up at Fen End when Jaguar are offering their experiences, it pales into insignificant the cost of doing it. And we throw in some food as well. But you're surrounded by people who are there to really just extol the virtues of, of what Jaguar is is about and what it's like and, and, and to give somebody the opportunity to sit behind a wheel. You know, I, I can't go on about how, how it fits into the greater scheme and the things that we're trying to do to encourage, but it, it really does. And it's, it's, it was a great brainwave by Andy. And as soon as he said it, you know, we were all we're all absolutely behind it and wanted to try and drive this through. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the day goes as well. Well, don't congratulate him too much, otherwise he'll have a beer to celebrate and we'll never get to the end of this. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a great effort, not just at Bicester Heritage for this event, but throughout all aspects of the club to encourage younger people. And it's great to see, and especially seeing the young Jaguar enthusiasts take themselves to the NEC for the Practical Classic show. And I'm sure that will be a display that will grow in time. And also, James, you and I have been working on some new insurance schemes that the club can offer in the future. So hopefully we'll be able to bring you news about those on the podcast as well. There's lots of exciting stuff happening behind the scenes with the JC that we aren't quite ready to tell you about yet but soon it will be all announced and we'll be talking about it here on the podcast so stick with us here at the Jaguar Enthusiast Club and of course get yourself a membership jc.org.uk and you get access to all these amazing things and people ask me all the time why bother joining a car club what do I get from it what does it mean to me well here's another example of stuff that you couldn't do on your own things that you couldn't experience unless you remember of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. Uh, the other thing that you wouldn't experience is the look of Andy Webber on a Sunday morning as he arrives at a showground at about 6am with the day in front of him to deliver what has to be the premier Jaguar event, not just in the UK, but in the world. It is a bit of pressure on our lad over there in Spain. That's why he's building himself up and... Uh, <laughs> and having some rest while he can because the summer jaguar festival returns and we're going up north ladies and gentlemen to north yorkshire newby hall in fact uh, just near ripon there on the 14th of august and it's going to be a kind of celebration of all things jaguar with a slant towards the swallows centenary this year isn't it andy it was a really big build-up that was, Wayne. I don't think like I've that. ever had an introduction like that, mate. Well, I, I'll just um, make sure you're still awake, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I did take the opportunity to have a, a, a beer uh, in celebration of James paying me a compliment. Um, but no, Newby, you know, I, I am looking forward to, to Newby in one way. Um, that'll be at about five o'clock when the show has been a success. Otherwise, it's an awful lot of hard work and stress that goes into it. Um, but we will have a moving motor show uh, commentated on by, uh, by yourself, Wayne, which will celebrate the centenary with a timeline of cars um, and some really rare cars as well from Jaguar Dama Heritage Trust. I'm so excited um, about this. I can't tell you the words. And honestly, we are genuinely doing this. We are starting at the very, very beginning and we're moving all the way through. 
And uh, recently, the centenary event at Brooklyn's, we saw one of the sidecars that began the company in the early 20s. We're going to be telling that story, not in a boring way with like a PowerPoint presentation in a lecture theatre or something. No, no, we don't do boring stuff. We're going to be doing it through a mist of tyre, haze and smoke as we, as Andy says, show off the moving motor show. And there's going to be a couple of these shows throughout the day. And we're going to go through the areas. You're going to hear these cars moving. You're going to see them moving. You're going to smell them moving you're going to really experience jaguar heritage at its best and we have to say thanks don't we andy to the jaguar daimler heritage trust who have brought some of the stars of this show along well you know the cars that are coming along Wayne. um we don't want to lift the lid on it uh, at the moment they will be a surprise but we know that it will include the twr xgs and some of the earlier cars that just aren't seen uh, out in public and certainly aren't seen moving along and also a police car, which I'm looking forward to seeing, an XJ40 from the membership. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic member who bought the, co- uh, the car uh, last year. Um, it is a, a wonderful, wonderful car. Has already been involved in some, um, uh, some filming for us, um, but that will be there, um, accompanying some of the cars from, the, uh, from Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust in the Moving Motor Show. You like teddy bears, don't you, Andy? You like a good cuddle, I know. Nothing wrong with a good cook, as they say in Wales. <laughs> well, uh, if you like teddy bears, this is the place to go because the Giles Brandreth Teddy Bear Collection, and there are thousands of them, is at Newby Hall. And you can come and see it as part of the weekend. But also you get access to the grounds, the gardens, and you can also visit Newby Hall as well, can't you, Andy? Yeah, you can indeed. Um, your ticket gets you access um, to the, the gardens and all the attractions that Newby has to offer, as well as obviously the uh, the Summer Jaguar Festival. And you can have a little play on the little train there. You can have a look around the gardens. And then when all of that is just tired you out, you can go and get some inspiration from our fantastic lifestyle marquee. And this is going to be a bit of an oasis, a bit of a rest from all the petrol head car stuff that's going on throughout the rest of the show. Um, and it's kind of a mix of crafts, fashion, food and everything in between, isn't it? It is indeed, yes. Um, it's from the, the company Shop for Something uh, Different um, who, are, who are putting this on for us. And we've not only got their storeholders, but we've got some traders ourselves coming along, selling a, a variety of things, everything from clothes through to um, craft and mod- car models. So there's lots of things for, for people to see in the marquees with our traders. I know when I was down with James a couple of weeks ago in the office, we had a couple of emails in from people saying, oh, you know, the last time you were up north, you know, the, the cost of attending a, an event was, was less than you're charging, considerably less than you're charging this year. And I think, you know, for, for the sake of clarity, this the summer festivals are something very special. The people who come along to them, whether it was Windsor, whether when we went down to Woodstock and we attended Blenheim, or whether it was that brilliant event of Vista Heritage last year, this is more than a gathering of Jaguar enthusiasts. This is a celebration. It's a, it's a lot of time for you, Wayne, on the stage, the big screen there in the background, doing your various interviews with famous people and Jaguar personalities. 
And do if you if you are just having that moment of doubt, thinking, "Oh, blimey, you know, I've got to spend thirty quid to buy a ticket." You're not just going to a car show in a field. You're going to something really, really special. And to any of you listening into this podcast who are thinking, "Well, you know, maybe in the past it was a bit cheaper," what I can assure you is, having now been involved in three summer festivals with Andy and the team and James behind them, these are special events. They are really, really good. There's a lot going on. You get to see people, meet people that you normally wouldn't do. And the range of cars and the range of enthusiasts and the friends and family that turn up is truly inspiring. So, yeah, don't don't forget, it's it's more than just a day out. It's something very, very special. Absolutely. And there is an element of sitting in the grass with your picnic and your Jaguar, because we know a lot of you listening enjoy that. But also, there is more than just a car show here. As we say, we've put a lot of effort into the Moving Mode show, so you can experience these cars. We've got a prototype D-type lined up potentially we've got all sorts of Le Mans legends that are going to be attending the show it's really really special moment to be able to see and enjoy Jaguar's history in a way that you know is normally locked behind a velvet rope that's what I would say for the summer Jaguar festival and Mm. talking Mm. of history Sir William Lyons of course the founder of Jaguar had a daughter and that daughter's name was Patricia. And in 1962, she married a man called Norbert Quinn. It was her second marriage. Her first marriage uh, was, to, of course, to Ian Appleyard, who was uh, the rally driver in Nub 120 and cars like that. And her son, Michael Quinn, is joining us to tell us all about his life around the Jaguar brand. And he's got some brilliant stories to tell about his family line and how it relates to Jaguar and indeed his own career uh, dealing with Jaguars as well in London. So Michael Quinn is going to be joining us and it's just part of our interviews and celebrity lineup for the weekend, isn't it, Andy? It is indeed. And we haven't even mentioned Peretti, Maguire's, Swallows, SNG, Barrett, and the live music that we have on the day by uh, by Mark Rubri, who was at Bista. Uh, so we haven't even mentioned all of that stuff. I should have a little bell for every time you mention a sponsor. We can count them up at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, right to, he's right to mention Mark Rubri. He was fantastic. We got some really, really good feedback from him, uh, about him rather, at last year's festival. So great that he's there again as well. Yeah, and we've got um, Pirelli with their simulators. We've got Maguire's on hand with a full selection of products and the advice that they can give on car detailing. Swallows with their performance parts and, again, advice on upgrading your uh, your modern Jaguar. And, of course, SNG Barrett uh, with uh, their parts, their advice, um, and some, uh, some potentially some special discounts on the day. Yeah, Barrett's amazing. When they do shows, they they proper do shows, don't they? And they've supported this event for a number of years now, and they've actually built themselves like a little pop-up rig so that they can just come and attend Jaguar Enthusiast Club shows. And I think they're actually raffling off an XJS at the moment, aren't they? They are indeed, yes. You have to uh, guess the number of balloons within the XJS to be in in with a chance of winning a golden ticket. Um, and at the end of the year, uh, I think at the NEC, they are going to uh, draw from the golden tickets with your chance to win the XJS, uh, which looks fantastic. Um, so that will be there as well. 
Well, I didn't see the balloons when I saw them at Brooklyn's. I opened the door and three of them escaped. So everyone had better lower their expectations on what the number is. <laughs> I can imagine now there's somebody out there looking for an app on the on the great worldwide internet, trying to work out the volumetric space of a balloon and how many would fit in an extra. You just know there'll be one that they haven't blown up fully and is like snuck underneath the passenger seat or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you see, so much on offer, and, and as the point that you made there, Richard, that it's not just sitting in a field outside a stately home. This is a proper car show. This is it is as the as the name says on the tin, the Summer Jaguar Festival, one of the biggest Jaguar events in the world. So you can find out more information and get your tickets now. By the way, it's important you get pre-booking on this one because there are discounts for pre-booking and we need to know where you are coming from and where we need to park you and also open up the opportunity for you and this is very important for you to get your Jaguar in the Moving Motor Show. We've got some of the stars from Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust, sure. We want your cars to be the stars as well. So um, if you've got a special Jaguar, if you've just got something that you love, a, a car that you love, just get in touch with us, let us know. And it could be you parading and telling the Jaguar's centenary story at this year's Summer Jaguar Festival. jc.org.uk forward slash festival or of course check out all the information as we let it go in jaguar enthusiast magazine and the weekly friday spotlight emails as well and shortly after we've been up to newby hall and had that amazing weekend together on the 14th of august the sunday we'll then be down to silverstone the home of british motorsport for of course the silverstone classic normally that event is in july this year it finds itself on bank holiday the last weekend of august which is a huge change for it all and James, I understand you've had to uh, get the van rescheduled for this one, but it's certainly still worth attending. Yeah, I think they surprised us all when they moved the date um, to the, that bank holiday August weekend, in fairness. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it looks like they've, they really have changed, not changed is the wrong word, but they, they really are trying to add to what that event is they're really looking at um, attracting families and giving people a more relaxed time there and moving it to the bank holiday me weekend means that people don't have to rush off like they tend to do on a sunday by you know two three o'clock the place starts to empty out well they've got i think one of andy's favorites i dare i really don't believe i'm saying these words but uh, rick astley on the sunday night to try and entice people to stay over and then take a more leisurely drive home on the monday afterwards so um yeah, again, we always have a good turnout. Um, yes, it's it is a really good event. This one, it's one of the best in the calendar. One of my favourites in the calendar, um, apart from last year when it did nothing but rain. But it's one of my absolute favourites in the calendar. That this event. I mean, you say it did I mean, nothing but rain, but last year those E-types racing on the Sunday in that rain, were, that was some of the most exciting motorsport I've ever seen. I've never seen so many E-types spinning and going sideways and firing off in all directions on a track ever. It was some spectacle, wasn't it? It really was. That really was good to see. In fact, the racing all weekend was good. I know Richard will, will talk about it. He's, you know, we all know Richard's love of racing and, and how much he can really makes you feel. Um, what racing is all about but it really is because there's always so much going on at this event on the track and in field as well as the displays of people who are just turning up to enjoy it you know you look at the all the models of cars that are there from jaguars to ferraris to lambos to alfa romeos to you know to to mgs tr you know the list goes on and on 
and they are just people turning up who want to come and enjoy the day. But as a part, as a part of it, make an amazing display along with everything else that goes on at that event. Well, absolutely. Um, very excited that Rick Astley is uh, performing. The evening live music entertainment at Silverstone Classic alone is worth the ticket price. And Richard, you know, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. Um, and you wouldn't get this from any other ticket, would you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'll tell you one thing, actually. As much as, you know, Rick, Rick Astley is a, is a star or was a star, maybe still is, I don't know. And Andy loves him bit. The bit for me, the star of the show, is the fact that they've put on this race where they're pulling together F1 cars from the 80s and 90s that are V8s, V10s and V12s. And say what you like about modern day Formula One and how talented the young superstars are that are in it, but they don't, you know, the cars still don't sound right. Whereas if you go to the classic, one of the highlights of this year's event is to see a Schumacher Ferrari and a Prost McLaren MP4 and a Damon Hill or David Coulthard Rothmans Williams Renault and I was looking earlier at a picture in the PR blurb of it and four of the cars in that race are cars that represent teams that I've actually worked with in their in their very successful years but not only that forget the Formula One side if you really want to see people racing sit there with your picnic on the bank nice couple of beers cooling in front of you and watch the pre, pre-war historics because these guys in these you know big open cockpit cars you know Wayne they are a big handful on these these cross ply tires they get out there and they race at an incredible pace with them it's really worth watching that you rightly said about the e-types earlier that there's going to be the royal automobile club historic tourist trophy race which is for pre-63 gts then the international trophy a very famous race in the history of british motorsport that's going to be out there with corvettes and wonderful things and ac cobras like that Thunder Sports, if you haven't got tinnitus before you started, you will have it, so I believe, because some of those brilliant McLaren Can-Am cars, some of those superb cars of yesteryear will be out there, the open top sports cars. There's the earlier stuff, and again, there'll be Jaguars in there with the pre-61 sports racers as well. It just goes on and on and on. And then, of course, you get there and you see the sports car legends. You see some of the things that were up against the classic races at Le Mans, some of the 917 Porsches, some of the wide-bodied cars, the long-tailed races and things, sports car legends, that's called, and then Masters Endurance Legends, and then you get some of the really amazing endurance cars, these supremely technological cars from between 95 to 2012, that period when you know because you're so passionate about sports car racing like I am. Mm -hmm. There were so many remarkable innovations that came through. You ain't going to be bored. There's entertainment, there's food, there's minis racing, there's historic touring cars, there's these demonstrations, as I said earlier, of the F1 cars. And the great thing about it is unlike going to a modern-day Grand Prix where you're stuck behind a wire fence, you can wander around and get up close to all this stuff and see it firsthand. So it's a fabulous three days where we will be. Not quite sure of our location yet on the circuit. We're waiting to hear from that. But we do have a a dedicated parking area. And there we are. Come along. Enjoy your weekend. If you can make all three days and camp out, that'll be great campsites i can't guarantee you'll get much sleep because of the way everybody tends to barbecue a party into the evening but then of course you've also got the wonderful things like the masters racing legends which is things like the m23 mclaren from james hunt's era and cars like that and british historic formula 2 cars that will blow you away just how quick they are marvelous things from another great era of racing so if that isn't enough you clearly haven't got a pulse (laughs) that's all i would say a fantastic weekend 
And all Andy's heard while you've been listing out all those amazing attractions is Ricassi, 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 Ricassi. We know how his mind works. But honestly, I don't think there's any other race apart from Goodwood Revival that you would see as many Jaguars racing across all different eras in one place and Silverstone Classic. It still remains, in terms of how many cars on track, the biggest historic motorsport event in the world. It even mm. beats Le Mans Classic for the number of uh, grids and cars that they have racing. Mm. So great opportunity to see not just C&D types racing, but things like Lister Nobles and, and other parts of Jaguars racing heritage as well. And for me... It always gets me, I, I, I have to admit, quite emotional when I see the the last race that you mentioned there, the uh, Historic Masters uh, Endurance Legends race, because mm. I know this sounds like I'm getting old now, but it, they're the cars of my era, if that doesn't sound too corny. And honestly, mm. last year I was sat, I got just a moment away from everything to go and take my camera uh, with my press pass, get right out onto the circuit, and I stood at the far end of Woodcut. Uh, as the sun went down and they do race properly into the dark at Silverstone Classic and I had the Jota Sport LMP2 car go past me LMP1 Golf Aston Martin with that fantastic V12 oh it was just amazing and some of the Peugeots and those early versions of the Audis that were winning just to see them out on track again got me feeling as nostalgic as I guess other people feel about other eras of racing so really special event and in that sense something for everyone and again we get asked why join a car club why should I bother using the discount code that you'll find in Jaguar Enthusiast magazine and booking through the club for Silverstone Classic well the reason is is because you get top priority parking and probably the JC we have the best parking position of any club anywhere at this event it is right on the banking overlooking the circuit i'm not exaggerating when i tell you that you could sit in your car and watch the racing from inside your car you are that close to the circuit but you don't get to be that close unless you book using the club code and there are discounts available on the tickets there as well so that club code you can find on the members area of jc.org.uk under the events listing but also in jaguar enthusiast magazine of course the monthly magazine that goes to all members of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. Just another great benefit of membership, isn't it, Richard? Absolutely. And you're quite right. I mean, that that event just encompasses anything and everything. And it attracts an enormous amount of car clubs, whether you're a Lotus fan, a Morgan fan, or if you're a proper member and you're a Jaguar fan, even more importantly, you can wander about the infield, the outfield. There's just so much going on there the whole time. Plenty to eat and drink, bump into some places that you may not know. And some of the famous people who've driven those cars, who, a bit like Goodwood, tend to be very approachable because it's a weekend based on enjoyment. It's it's pretty serious out on track, but it, it, it's not, not the be-all and end-all. It's about going and having a great time at the home of British Motorsport. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Richard, because I did wax lyrical a bit there about Le Mans and my passion for it. Next year is the centenary of the 24 Hours of Le Mans, the world's greatest motor mm-hmm. race turns 100. So next year, massive year of celebrations, and we have got something planned for the club, and I know you can't say too much about it, but I guess the advice is wait to hear what we've got planned because you're going to want to be a part of it yeah um you're right i can't say too much right now because we're at that stage of discussions and negotiations where we're ensuring that what we put together is totally unique it has to be a unique event we're working very closely with jaguar daimler heritage trust 
and also they through uh, Jaguar Classic and JLR themselves. And we're working towards uh, an event, a very special event, where we will be taking a specific number of people and a specific number of cars across on a trip to Le Mans, which will include some fine gastronomy, uh, places where you can stop off and go to Epinay and see the home of the champagne industry. And we're already talking to a number of people, some of whom you've met and interviewed and know, and some of the people I've talked about on previous podcasts, to ensure that we have a VIP contingent as well. So later this year, there will be uh, a launch of the uh, proposed trip and an opportunity to hear in full uh, from our partners at JDHT and a number of others that we're working with at the moment as to what this amazing trip could hold next year. Um, Let's put it this way. Um, I don't think, you know, too many of us are going to live to see another 100 Le Mans or 200 Le Mans. So this is a trip not to be missed. It's a real opportunity. Uh, It's at its stage at the moment, which, as you can imagine, is taking an enormous amount of planning and research. Uh, But as soon as we've got information later this year, we'll come on to you via the podcast. We'll make a special announcement on the podcast on the Friday Spotlight and, of course, through the magazine on something that promises to be very, very special. And, and I know you're a great Le Mans fan, and I've had the privilege of being, you know, director of the team that won it in 1990 with Silk Cup Jaguar and the Daytona 24 hours that year. And to go back with some of the old contacts and some of the new contacts and some of our members would be a real privilege. And it's something I'm looking forward to getting more involved in as the months go by. But it's already taken a, a, a very large amount of work, and I'd like to thank Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust for the trust that they're putting in us in, in working with us on starting to put this package together. I really can't wait to hear more details and uh, that's a good preview for us all to be excited about what's to come there. So we will announce this to you on the podcast here at jcpodcast.com, the Jaguar Enthusiast Club official podcast, of course, as soon as we have the details to release. And I feel as Le Mans is hallowed ground for me and a place where I have both worked and enjoyed motorsport uh, in equal measure uh, that we're going to be busy, Richard, you and I, that weekend, but it's going to be something to remember for all of you. So keep your eye out on the Friday Spotlight email in Jaguar Enthusiast magazine and on this podcast for news of what the club is going to give you the opportunity of experiencing for the 100th anniversary of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. I'm going to be quite busy at the Sherbourne Castle Classic and Supercar Show, just taking a few steps back into July, on the 17th of July. Very much looking forward to presenting the big supercar and classic show there, and we're going to have a big parade of classics, and Jaguar are the celebrity mark of choice, because, of course, of our centenary. So we're going to have 100 Jaguars there. I think only a handful of places still remain on this, but it's going to be a very memorable weekend down in Dorset there at Sherbourne Castle so very much looking forward to uh, commentating on that presenting the parade of cars uh, on that day on the 17th of July and another fantastic date in the calendar for the Jaguar Enthusiast Club celebrating the centenary of Swallows and Jaguar this year. And of centenaries, I must talk next because we're off to Blackpool, Andy, the home of Swallow sidecars and the reason we're going to Blackpool on the 10th and 11th of September is because way back in 1922 when two young lads one named William Wormsley and one named William Lyons met on the back streets of Blackpool 
as something amazing happened. And William Wormsley, as the story goes, was just riding his motorbike with his very, very bespoke handmade sidecar attached to it when William Lyons flagged him down in the street, loved his sidecar so much that he wanted to buy it. That conversation led them to go into business together. They had to wait a little bit until William Lyons had enjoyed his 21st birthday. And even then, his dad had to take him down to the bank in Blackpool to get the first loan to start the business. But of course, that started Swallow Sidecars that then went into become Swallow Coach Builders and created those SS motor vehicles before the Second World War. And then, of course, Jaguars after the Second World War. It was the very beginning of the Jaguar brand we are also passionate about today, and it started in Blackpool. How are we going to market, Andy? Well, indeed. I mean, it is going to be a special event. We are we have organised a full timeline of Jaguars for both the Saturday and the Sunday, the 10th and 11th of September at Blackpool. So we are going to mark that, cent- that centenary with a great timeline of cars and, and cars from all our members which I think is really important that our members have the opportunity to put their cars forward to um, to display in the timeline, as well as just to um, display them on the headland at Blackpool, um, as well as being joined again by Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust Cars to have some of their really important cars involved in our timeline, which will be right outside the Blackpool Tower. So such an iconic venue, um, obviously taking Jaguars back home there. And are you packing your trunk so you can go and have a quick dip during the weekend? That's the plan. The bucket and spade will be out in full effect. And I'm hoping to book Rick Astley as well, Wayne. <laughs> well, Rick Astley and Andy Webber and his budgie smugglers is something that you cannot miss. Uh, forget the Jaguars. Just go for that. That's worth the <laughs> that's worth the money in. And talking of money, Andy, this is really affordable event. So give us an idea of the ticket prices on this. So it's just uh, £10 to park your car on the headland at uh, at Blackpool and be part of the display. Um, And obviously, we... we um, I've got members staying at the Imperial Hotel as well, which is now full. Although, watch this space, because there could be some rooms coming available on that one. So watch out for the Friday spotlights um, on on that. Um, And we're enjoying a gala dinner as well at the Imperial Hotel on the Saturday night, together with, uh, with guests from Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust. And this dovetails nicely into the Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust's own tour, doesn't it? Because they're having a week-long tour that's leading up to this event that we're helping them uh, to sort of dovetail into this as a package of an, of an event. And we're also, of course, including their Anglesey Track Day in our track sport programme as well. So everything weaving together nicely there. Uh, it is indeed, Wayne, yeah. And we're, we're really lucky to be working in conjunction with them. Obviously, they've got their tour, but we all come together um, in Blackpool on the 10th and 11th of, of September to celebrate this important centenary. And can I just give a big shout out to um, Peter Rogers, uh, Paul Rogers and David Lim um, from the, the local regions um, close to Blackpool who have been instrumental in pulling this event together. Um, as well as Inchscape, the, the local Jaguar dealers there who are a sponsor of the event. And I understand there's some conversations around how this ties up with the Blackpool Illuminations as well, which is quite exciting. But it's going to be one of those events where you are definitely going to feel like you're part of history. And making history is really what it's all about, isn't it? 
It is indeed. You know, we're, we're celebrating the centenary and we're, uh, you know, providing the platform for the next 100 years, Wayne. Well, I hope to still be doing the podcast in 100 years' time and <laughs> goodness knows what the events will look like then. But this calendar of events is just phenomenal. You can find out all the details on these events and more via events.jc.org.uk or just click the events tab on the Jaguar Enthusiast Club homepage. We've covered the sort of headline ones there, but of course amongst the club's regions there are even more events as well and uh, you can find them all within our Friday Spotlight newsletter that goes out every Friday. And some of the regions uh, like uh, West Sussex for example, still using Zoom to share great content with each other, some great sessions with Nigel Thorley for example some great guest speaker events happening over there there's just so much going on within the JC at the moment you'd be mad to miss out on it I mean just going through that list of headline events there guys I'm shattered I'm going to need to lay down it's an exciting program isn't it no it's good and the one thing we should do Wayne as well Andy's touched upon it already and I know you know James you I all of us have talked about it on previous podcasts but none of this would be possible without our regions and none of this would be possible without our countless volunteers. And behind all of these events, there are enormous numbers of people. Bista Heritage again, Steve Daniels and the Oxfordshire region, they're going to be there providing the marshalling. You think about Sherburn, what's going on down there, Barry March and his team down there. Ian Newman, now director of the JEC, West Sussex, you know, this enormous efforts going into his Jaguars at Parham. And none of that would be possible if it wasn't for all those people who put their hand up and say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll come and, you know, help the car park. I'll come and help Andy. I'll come and do this. So a real big thank you to everybody because we talk about these events as if you like headline people on the podcast. But without those hundreds of people behind the scenes, it wouldn't be possible. So to all of you out there that do volunteer for the JEC, an enormous thank you from all of us. It's hugely appreciated. And, of course, an opportunity to advertise the fact that if you do want to get involved in events, marshalling and volunteering is fun. I promise it really is fun and you get access to events and you get to be part of a team and enjoy the camaraderie that you wouldn't normally be a part of if you just turned up with a ticket it is quite a special thing to put on a show you get a real buzz from it so give Andy a shout there is an easy way of getting in touch with you Andy which is andy.weber at jc.org.uk and you'll be really pleased to hear from anyone who wants to get involved with marshalling. And in particular, I know we're looking for marshals to help with the Moving Motor Show at the Summer Jaguar Festival that we mentioned, aren't we? Uh, we, we were, we. We were. We, now, we have now got a full, um, a full roster of marshals. So very lucky that the, the, uh, the Friday Spotlight did the job. So I've Brilliant. got a full roster of marshals. So very happy with that. We may need a few marshals for, uh, for Blackpool. Um, if people want to marshal for, uh, for the Blackpool display area on the headland. But yeah, very lucky that we've got a, a good number of marshals now for Newby Hall. And James, we started this very podcast some 76 episodes ago, amazing to think that now, at a time when we weren't allowed out, we got a real sense of what it felt to be not allowed to do events like this and to have the thing that we love, our Jaguars and our social scene and our club, almost taken away from us, certainly prohibited. So it's very, very special now now that all the restrictions of the pandemic have gone, to be able to get out and enjoy being in each other's company once again. And that's what the club's here to facilitate, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. And uh, yeah, you just have to reflect back, as you say, only two years ago, really, just over 
and how much life has changed in that time. But uh, just before recording this podcast, I went onto our website and I had a, a quick look at the list of events. And there's a, as you go to the events section of the website, there's a number of little filters. And I clicked on regions because I thought we'd have a, a little chat about some of the regional events out there. And you've mentioned but a few. And that list goes on and on and on and on. You know, it's astonishing the the different levels of events that our members and our regions get together and put on, whether it's just attending something local to them or a slightly bigger event like Sherbourne, you know, that list is phenomenal. And the opportunities actually to get out there and uh, and just meet other people or use your cars, you know, just get out there and enjoy it. You know, we, we now know what lockdown and, uh, and having those restrictions feels like. So the ability this year to look at that calendar and say, do you know what, I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to go out and enjoy that and I'm going to go and take my family to go and do that event. It's brilliant. What a turnaround and what, what a nice place to be back to. Mm, absolutely. Enjoy it and uh, enjoy each other and enjoy the cars as well. That's what we can help you do here at the JEC. So if you're listening to this and you're not a member, it's really easy to join. You get loads for it. These events are just tip of an iceberg, really, as to the other benefits of membership. There's loads of financial benefits brought to us through our sponsors, insurance benefits, the technical support, and, of course, that wonderful Jaguar Enthusiast magazine that comes through every month and it's, it's a proper job. It's a full-colour, 160-odd page magazine. It's something that you need in your life. So do join us if you're not already a member at jc.org.uk. That's the website also to head to if you want to find out more information on any of the events that we've been chatting about. Or, of course, if you are on the podcast landing page at the minute at jcpodcast.com, just click the club menu option and that will take you straight there as well. We've got vans to pack, we've got bunting to put up, we've got lots of events to get on with organising. I'll see you out at one of these events, or maybe a couple, uh, with a microphone in my hand, no doubt, and uh, the rest of the team will look forward to welcoming you as well. So that is our preview of what's still to come here in 2022 from the Jaguar Enthusiast Club events team. That's all for this episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Don't forget to keep in touch with us here on the JEC podcast via www.jecpodcast.com. And you can get in touch with us very easily by using the voice recorder on there to leave us a message, or you can use the contact form if you prefer to write your messages. Don't forget, you can also join the Jaguar Enthusiast Club online by clicking the Join Today button on the top right-hand corner of the podcast page to enjoy all the benefits, plus the fantastic, glossy, 130-page monthly magazine that's all included in your membership of the worldwide Jaguar family that is the JEC. This is the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Subscribe for new episodes at jecpodcast.com. Thank you.